Okay, great. Um, welcome to this new segment of Big Conversations by Ordinary People. My name is Mark, and on the other end is Maya Yoda, someone that is joining us on the podcast as our new host. We are really Hello. excited to have Maya on board. But just like we have been doing with the guests, I am going to let Maya introduce herself so that you people can understand the person she is. Yes, Maya, please welcome to Big Conversations by Ordinary People. It's an honor that we're having these conversations with you. Please tell us about yourself. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mark. Thank you for giving me a platform to be able to do this. So my name is Dr. Maya Yoder. I go by Maya, though. And um, I live out here in California been a fan of Big Conversations for about a year now. And I reached out to Mark and Kenneth and, you know, just with my suggestions and with a lot of complaints and (laughs) 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 thankfully, (laughs) thankfully they're very receptive to feedback. So they said, you know, instead of complaining, why don't you come on and do something? Yeah. (laughs) And um, so they were very, they're very, very gracious. So the idea, you know, we've gone back and forth and um, the idea for, from me being on the podcast is to create a segment and kind of um, talk about some issues that are important but we'll we'll talk about that later on down the road but um yeah I'm a Ugandan I live out here in California I've been out here almost 19 20 years Um, I went to school in Uganda in Kampala both the primary school I did primary school A level O level everything I did in Uganda and then I came out here as a college student to go to college and I stayed and you know over the years technology has improved you know 10 years ago five years ago it was almost impossible to do this to reconnect with home and have live conversations about issues that affect us out here and back home so it's a great opportunity for us to collaborate talk about the world and you know build bridges build friendships create something really positive so yeah i'm looking forward to it to see how how it goes great maybe just to add some light to that uh maya joins us on the podcast with like she, she just said she has been criticizing some of our episodes so again one of our aims as the podcast was exactly that was for us to the podcast aims to create information a listener can pick from and learn from right something and this is one of those ways we believe people can learn if people can challenge the ideas we have then they get on that is more information we pass across but unlike our normal conversations we are going to a little bit move on to like another segment with the conversations we're just not going to just be uploading the lengthy conversations of people talking about themselves with Maya coming on board. We want to segment the podcast a little bit and maybe define some of these conversations. So uh, most likely to you people that have been catching the podcast, you'll always be seeing a difference in some of the conversations. We'll still, however, do the other conversations with anyone, but now the podcast will be a little bit defined so you just can go to the channel and specify on a few things you would pick interest to listen in it will be more direct it will be a bit chaptered 
and I think this will be fun for you guys. Um, I've got so much feedback from people, not just Maya, about this. So yeah, and I think this is the time for us to like transition into a step. Also to us, it's like growth. We have always wanted to work with uh, a co-host, a female co-host, to, 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 to just to mention. And Maya, 38 years, comes on board with some experience. Uh, personally been listening to most of the conversations. I've had so many conversations with her. I can tell you guys that she's fun to listen to. Uh, yeah, she's a bit straightforward, I think, because she's in America. She's used to that. So you could get a bit offended, but, it, but it's really fun. Triggered? Oh my goodness, I sure hope not. We're supposed to be politically correct out here. So I didn't I'm failing at that, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> okay, see, there's another forward one. Okay, well, um, yes, I, 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 I like the podcast. And I think, for me, the idea that is to, my, my focus is going to be on religion and spirituality. Yeah. Um, to, I will be kind of, uh, what do you call it? I'll be handling or, or bringing guests from abroad, you know, bringing, bringing some of my U.S. contacts to speak on issues of religion and spirituality. And I'm hopeful that the Ugandan audience or our international audience are, is interested in that type of content. Um, it's very different, um, religion and spirituality in the Western, in you know, Western life is very different because we are emerged in science, technology, secularism, atheism, and we're trying to hang on to these very traditional ideas. And the opposite might be true for people back home. But um, my, my goal is not to really insult or, or offend anyone. And um, if, if that happens, please reach out to us. Let me know that is not the purpose or intention of any of this. Definitely. Yeah, so uh, let's go into the conversation where since you come on with Divide, should I call them divergent views? You should now take lead of this conversation as a new host. Let's see. Uh, you can start by hosting me now on the podcast. Okay. Okay. All right. Excellent. Okay. So, Mark, what would you say? You know, the, the podcast isn't is for the public; it's for the listener. So, what would you say is the interest? Would you say your your listeners are interested in religion and spirituality in general? Is this something that we should be doing? Yes, I, I don't think we've skipped a conversation without speaking about God and spirituality. We feel like uh, the subject around God is such a fundamental thing that should not be ignored, right? It plays Good. a big role. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess, you know, what is the status of religion in your amongst your listeners? Well, most of them are Christian. So uh, most of them are attached to their their traditions. So they come on and they, they, they believe in what they were born in to believe. Uh, so, but when you, the guests that have come on, most of them don't want to talk about Christianity. They find the topic uh, a little bit, what can I say? What, what can I say? They find it sensitive, right? They do not want to, to trigger. They don't want to say something they're not sure of. and. A lot of them, from my perspective, uh, have so many questions around what they believe in. They don't, they really just are accustomed to believe in what they believe in because they were born like that. So, but to the listeners, yes, uh, we publish to everyone and we believe most of our population here in the country is Christian and Muslim. Most of people are spiritual. They belong somewhere. So this, these are conversations they should be listening to. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, of course, you know, when I came to America for the first time, that was my assumption is that 
it's a Christian country. Everybody here is Christian. And lo yeah. and behold, you land and there's no, no, no one is a Christian. I can't tell you the last time I met a Christian or someone who takes it seriously. It, we are a very, very secular people. Um, now, of course, that will depend on where you go, but the vast majority of people are, I think it mirrors what you're talking about. Um, yeah. You know, there's this idea of uh, this post-Christian direction. About, it's among Christians. You don't see that with Jews or with um, Muslims. Well, Jews are different. But yeah. Um, yeah, it is very, very secularized. And I think one thing that shocked me about your podcast was that, uh, you know, that Secular atheistic um, trend that's going on, and I was really surprised because you know here we are out here fighting the, the the good fight, trying to hang on to our identities, trying to hang on to our faith. So so that really really shocked me when I when I tried to listen to your podcasts, and I think the the worst of it was that you know a lot of people who are post Christian in Uganda. At least I will. I will use the two of you, you and Kenneth specifically. Yeah. Was that um, there is a there is a nuance to what it means to be atheistic or post-Christian, mm. and I think I was really shocked that you guys were missing that part because those ideas are very specific. The way people are living their post-Christian lives on the ground here in reality is very different than what you guys are talking about on the podcast. And so I guess, you know, my purpose is to come in and say, um, it's not really like that. If you're going to believe in post-Christian ideas, you have to either live here and and see how it actually works or... But how do you um, mean that? Like, I, you, you've kept bringing that up, by the way. Do okay, I have to here's the in? thing. Yeah. Here's the thing, Mark. Yeah. Please go on, these, do not worry. These, I... these, these, values, these values change week by week, month by yeah. month, year by year. All right. Okay. Me being here, I'm at the forefront of it. I'm at the driving seat and I see it. I see the train wreck in front of me. You guys are in the back seat. You're not, you, you, you're like a couple years behind I don't believe that. ideas. I'm telling you. Um, no, look. Um, again, you, go, okay. ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. So, go ahead. because again, when we're born into this world, right, we we consume almost the same things. Uh, me right now, me and the child in the USA consume probably the same music and everything. So that influences our minds. That influences what we think, what we believe in. I I, I don't believe that in this new era there's that gap in information. There's a gap in information from what we, we all consume. So then the decision stays to us independently to make the decision to choose, in this case, quote unquote, what is good and what is bad. Yeah. But, yeah, but I don't believe uh, that when you are in the USA, you are at the forefront of it all. Okay, maybe I believe it, but it just doesn't matter. It matters so much. It matters so much because, um, and I, I'm not really sure where you got that. Um, we are a culture. It is a culture that you're immersed in. And because it's very modern and it changes week by week, day by day, it is complicated, even for us. You know, the youth, the confusion of youth is very alive and well here. People can't figure it out here. 
And now you're miles away in a culture that I hate to say is kind of not a priority and is not very modern. I'll give you an example. China, okay, we have a lot of students who come here from China. Um, the China, a, a lot of people have come here, in China have studied here, right? They've done undergrad a few years. Chinese literally come in, bring their people, go back. It's a, it's a cycle. They say in 2020, um, 450,000 Chinese entered America through New York, okay? I mean, when you look at these countries that are very, very developed, Korea, China, okay? These yes. people are, have, they, they are not only, um, they're not only consuming Western culture, but they have their own ethnic uh, uh, traditional Chinese philosophies and culture, but they also have their modern, because they're, they're, they're modern people, right? Yeah. Um, for example, the, Japan, the Japanese, they're very, the first world people, right? So they have their own version of it. So now you're telling me you're in Uganda, right? Where the yeah. lights go out, you know, half the time, where um, the vast majority, the country has not been built by people who've left. You can, you know, most of the people you know have not spent a significant amount of fraud, right? Um, so, so it, 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 I think you're taking for granted, you're taking for granted the, the cultural gap um, that's missing, especially because people like you are not here. You know, many of you have not, I'm here. And when you look at the racial politics, if you go down even further, when you look at the racial politics, how many of you are wanted here? Right? What 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 are people in a similar situation doing? So I, I don't want to go on and on and on. I think the point of what I'm saying is let's not take for granted um the reality of, of modern life and the fact that it's very you 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 the way you see it is not um is not accurate unfortunately look i, I appreciate I that but i'm saying like you uh for you to determine the accuracy of you do not put into consideration right that uh from the day i was born to now the information i have consumed defines the person i am i make my decisions basing my experiences right by the time i decide now to jump out of the christianity the tradition that means all the information around me has failed to work and i have decided to you not know, to detach from that like in fact i am in best position to detach without having to experience the culture in the usa or where all this stems from from just what i'm fed here because right i'm in uganda and i am still hell-bent on the cultures and probably I feel like um, that doesn't work for me anymore like um, yeah when you look at Christianity I feel like we're just forced into the religion and stuff like that but you cannot wash away the fact that I'm, I still have the information around me but I, I am I've come to make this decision unless you are saying that the decision is not made by me the state influences me to make the decisions I think we're having two separate conversations here. I think we're not talking about the right thing. You know, all of us as individuals have a personal, you know, there's the personal aspect of how did I arrive at who I am? And, yeah. you know, there's a personal aspect. I'm talking about the viewers, right? That's that's really who I'm speaking to. I'm, I'm, my concern is um, the, the, the viewers that consume, that however old they are, how many years they are, if they've consumed Western media as the oh, source oh, of okay, okay, information yeah. quote unquote uh, for, uh, to inform their worldview 
um, without actually and, and base their worldview and base their morals and ethics on the, the, the you know ideology that's pumped by the machine, right? And they're using that as a basis for their ideology. It's problematic. And what I'm saying is that um, let's let's uh, and it's very difficult because it's it seems to be affecting Christians, uh, ex-Christians, a lot more than ex-Muslims. Because you know, I, I live here with people from the Arab world, Arabs, Muslims, right? Mm -hmm. Their children are born here, they're raised here, and there's this battle, right? There's this battle because Islam is mostly rejected here with terrorists, you know, Arabs are terrorists, blah, blah, blah. They have a huge identity crisis, unlike um, you, who the West is Christian for the most part, so you kind of like slide into some of the ide ideologies easier than Arabs and Muslims do. Um, Arabs tend to come here, become, you know, the kids grow up here and they struggle. They struggle to to be American and okay. Iraqi at the same time. And what right. I'm saying to you is that yeah. let's explore what that looks like for, for everyone. And and Africans, and, and I, 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 I don't want to go on and on and on this, but Africans are in a really unique perspective and a really, really unique place. Also. Um, also because you know because of the because of britain came and colonized us we're english speaking we're christian we kind of people like you and let me be a little bit forward for a minute you just yeah. assume that you just slide into the culture right you just it just it's just an easy crossover for you than a, say an arab or a chinese or a other person and what i'm saying is that it's not necessarily a slide into the western culture for an african person as it's an assumption you're making, and I'm questioning the assumption. I hear you. So how do you suppose these conversations are going to help bridge that gap in culture? Like, if our viewers are going to listen to this, right, what makes you certain that they will believe the information you're going to tell them, contrary to everything I'm, I'm else they can consume? Right. I'm, I'm not interested in convincing anyone of anything. You know what I mean? And I'm bringing in yeah. on guests, people who are, who've lived here, who this is part of the milieu we swim in all day long. Yeah. You have a choice to believe it, you know? And, and that, that confusion is part of life here. And I'm telling you that there's people who are confused and there are people who are not confused. And I'm going to try to bring the people who are not yeah. confused on <laughs> and hopefully the viewers can, 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 gleam some kind of truth you know and if in this case you, who is the person that is not confused the one that stuck to their tradition no 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 listen um, when i say confused i mean it is a confusing culture yeah the, yeah the the purpose is to examine the purpose is to examine the culture and to to compare the views right what does the religious worldview look like what does the secular world what is there whatever will be look like and for, for for whatever the value is that will make sense to you alhamdulillah we say you know maya do you believe in god yes i do how do you define I'm a, I'm a, god I'm, to a, you? I'm a practicing i'm i'm a practicing muslim okay um, and yeah and very serious on that and and you know this uh, this this is an intro episode we we will not be able to go into very those deep theological questions and i'm I'm not going to answer them because i'm bringing on people to to, to, to answer them. them yeah yeah yes yes so um 
let, let's let's do that let's let's focus on the the, 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 the viewer guests. let's examine yes but and, and the listeners I, I care very much about because i think you said there's we have a, com, a combined thirty thousand in uh, viewers or viewers or something yeah yeah uh, i think it's it, combine all platforms it's, it's around fifty thousand. that's phenomenal that's phenomenal and um as i said you guys in in Africa, in Uganda, are very, very neglected. Africa yeah. is incredibly neglected, and it's very—it's heartbreaking for those of us Africans in the diaspora, because here we are in the diaspora, singing Pan-Africanism. Oh, let's all go back to Mother Africa, where we're going to be appreciated. And mm. then people back home in Africa are, are looking out and admiring and believing, right? The things that are out here that are not exactly in our favor so um you know the the yeah i think we can do no i'm recording okay so i think um i will i will see about i'm a muslim practicing muslim but i will see about bringing some christian speakers who can uh, talk about what it looks like to be a christian now because you know as i said i've been here a very long time i know a lot of people who are struggling as christians and what does it mean to be Christian in this world? Um, Christianity is a legitimate worldview, right? And what's happening, what has happened to the church? Why, why do we have so many people, Christians, not connecting with Christianity anymore? Of course, yeah. the, the cat is out of the bag, right? Um, yeah. Christianity is, uh, has had a lot of things um, exposed, right? Mm -hmm where a lot of people don't believe in Christianity anymore. So what do they, what do, they do next? The issue here, the issue here is, and Mark, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna use you as an example. Yeah, but I'm only yeah. reserving my question because you are going to tell me the experts will answer them. But please, the issue is? Um, I, I can answer your questions as long as they're not deep theological questions, like what is my, what is the essence of God? You know, I can't give a half answer to that. Um, and that's not the point. Of okay. The yeah, but I was still going to ask, since you're saying that, what do they believe in? I was just going to ask a very simple question: Is it important for them to believe in something? That's up to them. That's up to them. You know, we are free to believe or not believe or do or you know. The, but you have to inform, be informed. In certain ways, and you have to ask yourself what is informing what is informing you what is informing whatever you decide if you decide to believe okay you'll be informed by xyz ideology if you're mm. not if you don't believe what is the why why is it impossible to pinpoint what it is that is informing secular uh, secular ideology modernity I'll ask you that pointedly, Kenneth. If you believe in a religion, we have the traditional, you know, religions that everyone can base on. But when it comes to modern, atheistic, liberal, whatever, yeah. why are we not able to pinpoint where those ideas come from? Can you tell me? No, I need to think deep about it. Well, you know, do you know why I ask you that question, uh, Mark? Yeah. You know why I, I ask you? I ask you because I know you don't know the answer. 
I asked Kenneth that specific question because I know you don't know. And what I'm trying to do here on this podcast is to come on and explain to you and bring people from the outside to show yeah. you that there is a specific, there's a reason why you have that, that um, I call it a, a blind spot. You know, when you're driving, there's yeah. a blind spot, right? You can see everything on the freeway, everything is going great, but you have a blind spot. And I know, know that blind spot. And all of us who live in this culture, who are actually, quote unquote, woke, I hate to use that word, you know, um, are, are aware of the blind spot. And so we're going to explore the blind spot. Do you consider yourself woke, quote unquote, as the new world likes to refer to it? Like in this case, woke is people who use the information they have progressively, right? They, they use it to to then share it to the world. Well, the word woke, as you know, is very problematic, right? Exactly. It's it's now a culture, actually, the woke culture. Right, right. Do you, do you know where the word work, woke came from? Is it in an English word for like, no, I don't know. I just kept hearing it, woke, you know, woke. Okay, okay. But, now, this is, this is the reason why you have to live in this culture to know what is going on, if you're going mm. to believe in certain modern ideas. There's the word woke. There's two. There's two connotations. Okay. When yeah. people, when white people, when white people use the word woke, they can use it in a way to mean um, I'm aware of, of, you know, the racial and political blah blah blah. That's mm-hmm. that's liberals. When conservatives use the word woke, they use it as a pejorative. They use it as a insult. Oh, this woke woke ideology of young people, right? Yeah. The word woke actually started in the African American community. Okay. It means a black person who is aware of the circumstances and the forces that limit them. Okay. Yeah. Um, Lauren Hill. Do you know Lauren Hill from the Fuji? The musician. Yes. Yeah. Lauren Hill. One of her albums. One of the Fuji albums is the Miseducation of Lauren Hill. The miseducation. Yes, the miseducation of Lauren Hill. And she was a black woman in the United States and she went to Jamaica to reconnect with the Marley, the Bob Marley family. The Marley, Mm -hmm. the Marleys are still there, right? Yeah. And in that process of her removing herself from America, going to Jamaica and indulging herself in, in some of the Rastafari culture, you know, the ethnic identity of blackness, she underwent a transformation. Okay. Yeah. Do you know? Do you, so, what what do you think? I'll ask you this, Mark. What do you think the miseducation of Lauren Hill means? I can't say. Okay. Let me give another example. Malcolm X. Yes, Malcolm X. Okay. Malcolm X was a thug, illiterate, uneducated pimp on the streets of Chicago in the 1920s. Okay, he screws up really bad. He's on drugs. He's an alcoholic. Blah blah blah. He ends up in prison. While in prison, he starts getting these letters from a man called Elijah Muhammad, who um, teaches him 
Islam. Mm. And Malcolm X eventually comes out of prison and Malcolm X transforms from a thug to one of the most prolific voices, voices in America, to where we still celebrate him. There is a transformation that happened to Malcolm X that took him from thug this, this post-Christian, because he grew up Christian. This is the 1920s. His father was a preacher, blah, 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 right? Yeah. He, there's this transformation of this post-Christian thug. I hate to use the word thug in, in relation to Malcolm X. But there's a transformation that happened to him that he, he, his education, what he, the things he knew, turned 180, right? Yeah. There's a, so, so, so we can also say the miseducation of Malcolm X. If he were to he were, if he was to talk about before he his awakening before the, that's what wokeness 